people just in Jesus' name, and we love you, we bless you, and we honor you, Father God. Now, Father, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, I thank you that we love you. The Holy Spirit is here, and we um, just expect you to, to just do your work. You never fail us. And, Father, we thank and praise you, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. So the law of compromise is very simple. Amen. If you don't bow, you don't burn. Very end of story. Y'all can go home. (laughs) You say, okay. (laughs) If you don't bow, you don't burn. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible tells us to be, don't be lukewarm. Be either hot or cold, but not lukewarm. Lukewarm coffee is nasty. You know, when my coffee gets warm, I tell somebody, go put it in there for 10 seconds, three seconds, you know, but not lukewarm because you don't know whether it's cold or warm or you just don't know and it just don't taste good. Amen. And I can imagine lukewarm Christians taste bad to God. Amen. Doesn't taste really good. And so the Bible tells us, it instructs us to be either hot or cold, but not lukewarm. If you compromise to get something, you'll fail. Amen. Whatever you compromise to get, the devil's going to make sure he takes it from you. That's how it's done. Amen. That's how the world works. Hallelujah. If you break the law of God, you just won't prosper. So don't compromise to get approval either. Because people will give you compliments in your face and whack your head off behind your back. Amen. (laughs) So don't compromise to get approval. Amen. Be sweet. Bless people. Greet them with a holy kiss. Love God's people. You know, but don't do things just for approval. Amen. God is dependent on us to pursue and persuade the world with truth. Amen. He's dependent on us to persuade the world to desire him. And we do that by how we live and what we do. The choices that we make. This is how we persuade the world. Your neighbors know exactly where you go and what you do. You think they don't know, but they know because the world is the world doesn't do anything but watch Christians. Amen. Watch us all the time trying to get something on somebody. Amen. And, uh, and most of them, they got a lot. They have a list. <laughs> so we don't want to give them a list. We want to be free because he who the Son has set free is free indeed. But you're free to pursue God at any time. You're, pers- you're free to uh, pursue Jesus and, and partake of what he did at Calvary. Amen. But you're not free to, do, to break the law. Amen. We're not free to break the law. And when we do, we have access to the Father through repentance. Amen. But we still have to set an example for the world. And that's what we're here for. Amen. So I'm going to keep reminding you throughout this, <laughs> this teaching, if you compromise, you'll burn. Amen. And then I'll explain at the end. Hallelujah. So the world will try to tempt you to compromise. Then talk about you. After you do it. This is how the devil is. You know, he tried to tempt Jesus. He did this in the, wild, in, the, uh, in the garden when he tempted Eve. I mean, he just doesn't have any stops. 
He followed Jesus up to the, took him up to the high pinnacle and said, you know, gave him the word. If you be the son of God, you know, jump the angels, you know, God gives the angels charge over you. So he's always trying to tempt Christians. He follow us, watch us, set traps. And if he did it to Jesus, he'll do it to you and me. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are to be either hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. Why? Because lukewarm Christians can be bought or sold. Amen. Amen. Stay off the fence of compromise. And set your mind on things above, not, not below. That's in Colossians 3, 1, if, 1 through 2, if you write that down. Amen. Set your mind on things above, it says, not things of the world, but on things that are important to God. And so if you will read that when you get home. Hallelujah. So be kingdom-minded by having a made-up mind. Trained by the word of God. Trained by the Holy Ghost. Amen. See, if you spend time renewing your mind in the word, you're less apt to be, uh, to, to be tempted. Amen. With compromise. Because the devil doesn't stop. He's relentless. Amen. He doesn't stop. He tries to trick everybody into doing something that's going to trip you up later. It starts by compromise. You know, not speaking up when you should. Not being on the right side of God when you should. Amen. You know, he gets you in, in a web, so to speak. And then after a while, you know, your, your conscience start to get condemned because now you're lying. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And then you feel bad, and that doesn't make most people open up. It shuts them down even more. Amen. When simple repentance would straighten everything out. Amen. But we have to learn how to not be tempted by compromise. When you're tempted, walk away from it. When you feel yourself falling in, repent and keep it moving. Amen. Let's go to James 1. Hallelujah. Book of James, verse 1. Hallelujah. Verse 14. And it says, but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. Some Bibles say lust and enticed. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 15 says, Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So it says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Do not be deceived, but be unchangeable. Amen? Unchangeable. Hallelujah. Compromise is merely being drawn away by your own flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. But you have to have a fixed mind. Be unchangeable, unstoppable. How? By renewing your mind in the word, by standing for righteousness and standing for truth. Preach truth to the world. Amen. Be truth. Live truth. Amen. And so this is the only way that you can be unchangeable. The law of compromise is if you bow, you burn. Amen. I know that don't sound right, but I'm going to keep saying it. Compromise is a lot of reasoning. When you start reasoning and try to figure and start trying to weigh the evidence, you're on your way to compromise. That's how you get to compromise. You ever been there? I have. 
and and you know that evidence seems strong so you switch sides <laughs> that's how it it is but you know what praise god for the holy spirit that'll start speaking to you and reminding you amen and bringing you back bring you back over into the truth side and into wisdom and knowledge and then you, when you repent and you get back where you need to be, you see how that, that story was flimsy. It didn't hold weight. It had no weight because it had no truth. Amen. And so God is always speaking to us about truth. And he wants us to live truth, to be truth, and get off the fence of compromise and shine for God. This is how we shine. The Bible says we're a light sitting on a hill, and, and our light in a dark place, you know, causes people to desire what we have. And so if you want to continue to be a light and be the light that God called you to be, then get off the fence. Amen. You'll shine brighter. Hallelujah. But you have to renew your mind. And that's in Romans 12, 2. If you want to write that down, most of you know that already. And it says to re- to not to be conformed by this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Hallelujah. So you have to have a transformed mind. You have to be transformed so that you won't give in to compromise. When you compromise, you're con- counting the cost. It's just like this. Well, it's going to cost me something or that's going to come back and slap me in the face if I side with truth. And it might, but when it does and if it does, God is your defense, amen? God is your justifier, hallelujah. And so when one of God's children gets caught up in something that the word of God calls you to get in, he's going to get you out. And I'm talking about quickly, amen, hallelujah. And so, you know, this is how it is. There's a choice that you make. But some people, and, and we're all getting to the place where we don't have to even make that choice. You take a stand and you know what people, you, people know what you stand for about who you are, amen. And they don't want to ask you what happened because they know you're going to tell the truth. And so always be that type of person where you stand for truth, amen, and not for unrighteousness, but righteousness. Take a stand for righteousness. And then this is how we change the world, amen. Uh, let's see. So stop counting the cost. You're held between two opinions, amen, God and Satan. That's what compromise is. Compromise is when you're held between two opinions, like in First Kings. Uh, when I think it was Elijah told the people, you know, you're held between, it's in 1 Kings 18. I wrote, let's go there. 1 Kings 18. And let's read that together. Hallelujah. And this is the story of Elijah and his victory at Mount Carmel. Now, as you know, he was... Uh, Let's see. His friends were the three Hebrew boys, I think. Am I doing the right thing? No, he faced Baal and the Israelites. And the Israelites, they were riding the fence. And they couldn't make up their minds to follow Baal or to follow God in all of his power. So in 1 Kings 18, let's go to verse 21 and see what that same it says and elisha came to all the people and said how long will you falter 
between two opinions? Or how long will you halt or be stopped by two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. But the people answered him not a word. Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left the prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. So in other words, Elijah was saying this. He's saying the false prophets or the prophets of Baal outnumber me 450 to 1. He says, but we're going to see whose words stand. Amen. We're going to see if this, if this, this prophet, these prophets of, of Baal, we're going to see if their words stand. And I'm going to see if my words stand. He says, and whosoever word stands, whoever it is, he says he's telling the people, be willing to follow that God. So in other words, Elisha is saying this, why follow a God that has no power? If, you're, if the false gods have power, then he's saying, follow him. He said, but if, if the God of all, the, all heaven and earth, if he has power, then why aren't you following him? Amen. So follow one or the other, but get off of the fence. And let's go down to verse 27. Hallelujah. It says, and so it was at noon that Elisha mocked them and said, cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is meditating, or he is busy, or he is on a journey, or perhaps he is sleeping and must be awakened. In other words, he's making fun of the false gods because Elisha know in whom he's believing. And he know that these false gods have no power. He know that they're not going to speak. He know that they're not going to help anybody. He know that they're not going to do anything, amen, because they're just images, false images of the power, the real power of God. They're just false images, amen, and they have no power, hallelujah. They can't hear and they can't help. False gods can't hear, can't help. I don't understand why people want to, um, you know, it's always trying to follow Allah or whoever these got. They, they don't, they can't talk to you. They don't talk back. Amen. They have no ears and they have no eyes. Amen. They have no authority and they have no power. Hallelujah. And so Elijah mocked them. Amen. Because he knew that they would say nothing and they had no power and nothing to say because false gods can't help you. Amen. So why compromise with a false god? Why serve a dead god? Or give them your time. Amen. You either want life or death. Now, 2 Corinthians 3, 6, if you write that down, it says that the Spirit of God gives life, not death. And so if these wooden graven images are made of wood and they have death, why would you even compromise? And I'm just saying to the people, amen, because a lot of people, not in here, but a lot of people serve these false gods. And they need to know the truth about God. They need to know the truth about the power of God. The Spirit of the Lord gives life. Amen. God gives us everything pertaining to life and godliness. He is not a false God. He's a God. Jesus is alive. Amen. Hallelujah. And he is a God that hears everything, that never sleeps, never slumbers. He's a God that sticks closer than a brother. That will love you to the ends of the earth, will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. 
He is the God of all. Amen. He can talk. He can think. He can maneuver. He has power. He heals. He delivers. He sets free. Amen. He's the God that does all of these things. Amen. But yet there are people who follow false gods because they don't want to deal with the real God. Amen. They don't want to deal with truth. Hallelujah. Because they're afraid of truth. When truth is your best friend. Amen. The truth about grace, and people talk a lot about grace, but the truth about grace is that it enables us and it helps us to live wholeheartedly for God. So in other words, we have, we have help to live for God. It's not hard to live for God because we have help. The Holy Spirit is our helper, and he keeps us in line if we let him, if we submit to him, amen. So set your mind to do it. The Bible says to set your mind like a clock. Amen. Set your mind to do righteous things. How do you set your mind? By renewing it in the word. When you renew it, you set it to think a certain way and don't change. Are you here today? Amen. You need to have a meeting with your mind. (laughs) You know, people say a meeting of the mind. Have a meeting with your mind. Amen. And tell your mind how to think. Then you're going to think godly thoughts. You're going to think wisdom. Revelation is going to come to you because you're submitting your mind and your thoughts and your hearts to God. Amen. You're in submission to the Holy Spirit. You're going to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and say whatever it is that he wants to say to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So wholeheartedly serve God. And when you wholeheartedly serve God, there's no room for compromise. Amen. Compromise is not even in your last thought. But compromise can sneak up on you through the back door because the devil's tricky. And then before you know it, you're like, well, how did I get get over here? You know what I'm saying? I've been there. and, And so sometimes you just have to say, you know what? Whatever it costs me, I'm getting on the right train. Amen. And I'm staying on the right train. Amen. And, and yeah, it will cost you something sometimes. It'll cost you. But you know what? God will bless you. You know, but when you compromise, you're sowing into the wrong um, spirit of life. And it, and it brings death. It brings darkness. Amen. You look up and you're in a world of trouble. So the word compromise actually means sin against your own conscience. <laughs> when, you when you compromise, you sin against your own conscience. Amen. You bow down to your own flesh. Can you imagine? Now that sounds strange, but you're bowing to your own flesh. Amen. And guess what? Our flesh don't treat us right. <laughs> Not when they start working. Amen. Your, your flesh start condemning you, blaming you, talking you out of stuff, talking you into stuff to cover something else up. It's bad. Amen. And one little nugget will get really, really big when it didn't have to be big. But that's how the devil operates. Because he wants you to feel bad about who you are because he feels bad about. In fact, the devil compromises all the time. He compromises every day. He's the compromiser. But he wants to push it off on us. Amen. But there's a way to block him. He compromises all the time to get us to mess up but he messes up 
But you know how what we do, we hand him that word, slam him with the word of God. Amen. And he straightens up, he bows to it, and he backs up. He backs up. Amen. But he is the biggest compromiser there is. But he wants us to feel bad. You know how when you make a wrong decision, you feel bad about it. He likes that. He likes us to feel like that every day. Because he wants what we have. See, he knows, he acknowledges who we are and what we have. But sometimes we forget. But he, and he tries to mess our lives up because he don't want us to use what we have. And if he can get us to forget who we are and what we possess, then he'll keep us from being mighty women and men of God, mighty warriors. Amen. Hallelujah. And so don't bow. Don't bow down to your flesh. And don't, um, let's see, and, and when you have questions, take them to God. You know, when, when you compromise, you have questions and you have no peace. Compromise doesn't leave you with peace. Amen. But Jesus died to give us peace. So if Jesus died to give us peace and we don't have peace, there's something wrong with compromise. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember, if you compromise, you burn. In other words, you bow down. If you bow to the devil, if you bow down to the works of the devil, then at some point it will have a negative effect on your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith connects you to God. Faith will not perish in the fire. Faith can't burn. See, when you, when you operate in faith, it'll never die. Amen. Faith can't perish. Faith is still here into eternity when you're long gone. Your faith is standing. And see, this is why people don't want to stand, take a stand for anything. They want to bow out and take a stand and compromise. Listen, when you, when you, not, when you stop standing, let's get this clear, you're compromising. You, you, in other words, you kind of like you take the buyout. Amen. Well, nothing's happening. Look, it's like this. When you finally tell the devil that you will stand forever. Amen. I'm standing forever. I'm not looking to see when anything is going to happen because I'm going to stand forever. Amen. I'm taking a stand. I'm in faith. Amen. And I'm not waiting until I see a manifestation. I've already seen it in the natural. I've, I've seen it in the spirit, and God said that if I come to him and come back to where I was, we talked about that yesterday. He said I, he would give me a glimpse of what's to come. So I'm no longer walking in bewilderment. I'm not walking in confusion. But I know that I know that I know who I am and what God has promised, and I will stand forever. Amen. That's a good way to get the devil off your back. Stop waiting and waiting for it to manifest and say, I'll stand forever. It can come anytime it wants to. Amen. Hallelujah. Because Jesus died to give us peace. Amen. So we need to stand forever and never get off of our stand. You know, because the devil, this is all he wants you to do is give up your stand. Amen. There was a, a, a king. Hallelujah. Nebuchadnezzar, and all of you have heard of him, who made a decree in Israel or in um, Babylon. And he had taken his mighty men captive. He had just really went through a lot to get people to bow because 
he had a reputation of being a bad boy, amen, and throughout the, the land. And he wanted to know with beyond a shadow of a doubt that his authority was not being uh, usurped, so to speak. And so he wrote a decree for everyone to uh, bow to this graven image that he made. Amen. And he said that his decree included this, that if when you heard the instruments, the harp and the cymbals and the, you know, they had all of these uh, instruments back in the day, when they started to play, everybody had to bow and worship, get down on their knees and worship this false god. Now, the thing that I'm seeing about this false god is that, number one, it was made of wood, so we know it had no power. But the other thing, and it is and it's same, the same today in the world, that it was painted gold or made of gold or had gold overlay. And I was looking at that, and I realized the devil knows how, and this is true in the world, they know how to, to get us to try to compromise. He could have got, had that, that, that thing any other color but gold to tempt you and me. And the world does the same thing. Money is always the temptation. Are y'all here today? Amen. So it's the same worldly spirit, same back then, same today. You know, people will try to put money or, or, or manipulate you with money. Money is always the catalyst to compromise, amen, or what money can buy. It's always the catalyst. So he wanted everybody to see this golden image and get all messed up in their heads and then bow, amen, because that gold signifies a worldly transaction are y'all here today a worldly thing you know something that tempts the world amen even back then in those days it's the same thing now the law of compromise is if you bow you burn so let's go to daniel 3 book of daniel hallelujah third chapter and we'll read a little bit about the story that you already know, but we're going to read it again. How many of you know God can speak first one way, then another? Amen. Hallelujah. So when you hear the music of the instruments, everybody has to fall down and bow to this false God. Amen. The law of compromise is you bow, you burn. Amen. Because anything that you bow to gets loose in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Anything that you bow to, the devil gets the edge in your life. Amen. Because the devil will steal it back and it's temporary. Whatever, whatever's on the table, I'll put it like that, he'll steal it back from you. Amen. So we must stand in reality, or this is a reality check. We must stand on God's word to get anything you need. Anything you need, you got to stand on God's word. You can't get it from the devil. Amen. You may get it, but it's not going to last. Because he's like this. 
He's an Indian giver and a liar. And whatever he causes you to get, he's going to take it back at some point. So we cannot depend on anything that comes through compromise or anything that comes through the world's uh, methods. Amen? Now, God can bless you, and it can come from anywhere he wants it to come from. Don't get it wrong. But what I'm saying is when you kind of make a a deal with the devil, but not the devil himself, It can come in the form of a sweet uncle, a nice grandma. Do this for me, baby, and I'll, you know. But you have to understand and know what's going on at all times. Amen. And so usually when it comes to you other than, um, any any way other than God blessing you, you have to give it back. No, you're not going to give it back. devil's going to take it. This is how he operates. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we don't need to get anything that, that way. In fact, we should all stand on something, stand on the word of God to get whatever you need. And this is why, because it's already yours. It's already yours. It comes with your benefit packets anyway. Amen. So it's like this. Why should you have to compromise with the devil to get anything when it's already yours? You see how twisted he is? And you see how weak we are? Because we fall for it. Well, you, you mean I got to go and I got to I gotta go and, and rake this yard and, and do all of this stuff. And then you, you'll pay me $60. Yeah, I'll do it. And then when you do it, that $60 is not there. You know, it's just another con. And so what we need to do is fall on our knees and tell God what we need. Because he's already provided it for us. Amen. So what I'm trying to get you to see is it's already provided for us. God's already done it. He's already given it to us. Even he's given us the necks of our enemies. Amen. He's given us the power to bind and loose. He's given us authority, power, you know, and dominion. We don't have to make a deal with the devil for nothing. Amen. Or the world. Amen. Let me change my terminology. We don't have to make a deal with the world. Amen. (laughs) I feel you. Amen. And so we don't have to do that. You know, all we need to do is just trust God because it's already been given. Amen. It's already been given. But see, the devil wants you to think that it's you got to deal with him. You don't have to deal with him. All you need to do is bind him and kick him in you know where in his rear and tell him he is not welcome. Amen. But you don't have to deal with him because he's a non-issue. Hallelujah. Jesus already defeated death and hell and gave us the keys. He didn't give them to Satan. He gave us the keys to the kingdom. Amen. And Satan knows that. And that's why he won't trick us trying to get the keys. Or trying to mess you up to the point where you, the, your keys don't work because your flesh got in the way. Amen? And so we don't have to make these deals with anybody. We don't even have to make a deal with God. He, it's a done deal. What was done at Calvary is a done deal. Amen? Hallelujah. And so all we have to do is obey the Spirit of the Lord and enjoy our rights and our freedoms in the kingdom of God. It's so easy, it's hard. What is that saying? Where is April? Is she here? It's so easy, it's what? 
It don't make sense. Amen. It's so easy it don't make sense. And so this is all we really have to do is just trust God and live with him. In him we live, move, and have our being. We don't have any life and any being with the devil or his plots or his wicked plans. We don't have anything to do with him, none of us. Amen? You know, it's Jesus Christ and him crucified. Love, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen? And so we, we are free. You know, we're not supposed to become entangled again with the world. Amen. But, you know, stay free to enjoy the liberty that Christ has given us through the cross. We don't have to make a deal with Satan. You don't have to, you know, do things the world's way to get what you need. You can get your credit approved by God. He'll touch somebody to push that thing through. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to deal with Satan and his ways, you know. Well, you know, I'm, you, you got to do this. and you, Man will tell you a zillion things, but God already has told us that he will give us land. Amen? And make sure your stuff is good where you can get your land. Amen? And keep, keep you working and keep you doing overtime to make sure you can pay for your land. Amen? And so we don't have to deal with the world like the world wants christians to deal they're steady trying to take from us the world is always charging us more you know just doing everything want to deal with us harshly and then persecute us on the top of that but god is saying he who the son is set free is free indeed we don't have to deal with that amen because the devil steals everything back he is not a friendly person we are right in right standing with God. You know, we're, we're righteous in his sight. We've been purchased with, with precious blood. Amen. We, so we don't have to make a deal with the world. Amen. We are the righteousness of Christ. And another thing, we know who we are. So if we know who we are, we don't have to, we don't have to worry about what the world is saying. We don't have to do that. So Daniel and his three friends, which is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were promoted in the affairs of the providence of Babylon. Look, they were uh, administrators, governors. They were in the top uh, bunch in Babylon. They were promoted by Nebuchadnezzar. And now all of a sudden, hmm, there's a problem. Amen. Don't be afraid to have to, don't, don't compromise because of your position. I'll say it like that. Amen. Because your position will not be taken away. And if it is, God will get you better. He still will promote you. He'll do like Joseph was promoted in jail. And, and he had a, a, a prosperous soul in prison amen and so god will prosper you wherever you are so you don't have to bow because of a position that you have amen god will always give you a way of escape take that matter take it to god and ask god what to do before you and sometimes god will tell you back off but he don't say bow he just says well back off and let me find another strategy for you you know sometimes he'll tell you not to say anything in your defense and then sometimes he'll give you words of defense 
he'll do it it's whatever god wants because he sees the future he sees the now he sees the future and so it's whatever god tells you to do but you have to come under his authority submit to him and let his resolution be what you do amen hallelujah so let's see i didn't i never read daniel did did i daniel 3 let's go to verse 5 hallelujah it says that at the time you hear the the sound okay at the time you hear the sound of the horn flute harp lyre and uh psalm psalmetry in symphony with all kinds of music you shall fall down and worship the gold image that king nebuchadnezzar has set up and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fiery furnace hallelujah you ever felt like you were in a burning fiery furnace you can get you can have that much pressure come to you amen but god is still your answer amen hallelujah let's drop down to verse 12 it says and there were certain jews whom you have set over the affairs of the of the province of babylon shadrach meshach <coughs> and abednego these men O king have not paid due regards to you see here comes the, the religious tattletales that watch you all the time they do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up amen hallelujah verse 13 says then nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring shadrach meshach and abednego so they brought these men before the king it says nebuchadnezzar spoke to them saying uh, it, is it true shadrach meshach and abednego that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which i have set up now see this is a form of control amen let's drop down to 17 because you know the story <clears throat> It says, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. Amen. In other words, these boys are saying this. Look, I'm standing. And if I stand, I stand. And if I die, I die. But I am not compromising with you. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. Where, where else can I? Let me do 18. <clears throat> It says, but if, if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. How many of us would have said that? <laughs> Shooby dooby doo. Verse 22, let's go there. And it says, therefore, because the, king, the king's comp command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the, the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In, in other words, the people who started the fire and were standing around the fire that led them up to the furnace were burned. 23, it says, and then these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose in haste and spoke saying to his counselors did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire 
They answered and said to the king, True, O king. And he says, Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. Amen. It says, In the form of a fourth man. And the form of the fourth man is like the Son of God. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus is with you. God goes with you through every trial, whatever it is. I don't care what you're going through. God is in there with you. Amen. Whatever fiery trial that you're in. He is with you. Yes, it feels like you're by yourself, but you have to know it's all about what you know. Amen? You have to know that God stands with you. When you take a stand for, for, for God, he's standing with you. You're not by yourself. And this is why we need to declare a thing. When you stand, stand and declare and decree. Amen? And don't back down and don't bow. I don't care what you see. Amen? Hallelujah. See, this is why the devil, this is what he does. This is his strategy. When you're standing for something, he'll apply the fire seven times hotter. Ever heard of that before? Amen. He stick it to you. He puts more pressure, in other words. He applies more pressure to you. When you take a stand for something God has told you. And see, he, he's figuring if he puts enough pressure on you, you'll bow. That's his strategy. That's why he does it. He does it so that you'll feel like all is lost. God is not with you. He's not delivering you, so you might as well give in. Amen. But he's a liar. Amen. He's a liar. Hallelujah. Amen. And he knows how to stick that pressure to you. Now, let me tell you what, what's really going on. When he ply, applies, you ever felt like you just couldn't take it no more? And then you went on and you did a little more. And then you felt like you couldn't take it no more again. And you went on and you t couldn't take and then, But then you say to yourself, I'm really there. I'm really there. I can't take it anymore. Something has to change. When you get there, that's Satan's greatest pressure that he's applying to. You know why? Around the corner is your breakthrough. Amen. And that's why he applies. He has to do something. He's got to make a move. He has to make a move. Because the greatest pressure... Is applied to you so you can bow, quit, get mad at God, quit serving him. Something. You just got to do something. Amen. And when you get there, know that Satan is applying great pressure. That's his great pressure. Please understand. When I found that out, I started laughing. I said, that's what that is. It's the greatest pressure that he applies against you because he wants you to let that thing go because he can see it and it's right around the corner. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Well, why is it taking so long? Because we done been in this place 1,000 times. Because we didn't get it. So God will let us go through it again. And then you get to that greatest pressure. And then we back off. Because he applies that. He'll have somebody come against you or, you know, you stand up for your marriage and your spouse get married. Whatever. That's the greatest pressure. When he's doing that, he's fighting hard because he's got to do something to get you to quit. Know the signs. Know the signs. Amen. Know know your enemy. Know his strategy. Amen. Know when he's up to something. When you're sick and you're fighting for a healing, he'll have the doctors tell you something else. Because, see, you're dealing with that. Oh, I'm healed. And then something else. I'm healed. I know I'm healed. And so he'll have them apply whatever else. Oh, you got this bad infection and you got the blue blonic plague and you and now and the devil will add on some stuff and it ain't true. Amen. And even if it is, it doesn't matter because the symptoms come from him and he applies his greatest pressure. Why? To get you to give in and quit fighting. Man. Learn your enemy. Learn to understand who he is. Amen. He has to do something, and we have to do something. We have to keep standing. So when you get there, hallelujah, when you get to that place where that greatest pressure is applied and you just can't take it no more, hold on another day. Hold on another day. Amen. Take it one day at a time, and when that one day comes, hold on another day. And then when you get to to Thursday, hold on to Friday. Then hold on to Saturday. Hold on to Monday. Amen. Hold on to the next day, but don't quit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Just because it looks bad doesn't mean it's bad. In fact, when it looks bad, think it's good because it is. It's all good. God works it together for our good. Don't feel like you've been sitting waiting for nothing. That's all up here. Amen. Satan wants to sell you a bill of goods. Don't buy it. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody that stands on the word, God will the stand on the word of God. You're going to be challenged. You're going to be challenged. This is just a challenge. That's all it is. Doesn't mean God said no. Doesn't mean God changed his mind. He doesn't. And so don't you change yours. Don't change your words. Don't change your mind. Amen. Don't change anything. Hallelujah. But in reality, Satan is the compromiser. I said that before. Because when pressure is applied to him, he changes his mind. He changes his mind. Satan gave him the word. It is written. It is written. It is written. He changed his mind. He stopped talking to him and he ran. He changes his mind. So you see, it's okay for him to change his mind, but you can't change yours. Amen. He changes his mind all the time. He's the the compromise, but he want to blame you. He want to point the finger at you and me and say, he's a liar. Kill, steal, destroy. Kill, steal, destroy. 
that's his motto that's his purpose and he does his job amen and so we need to do our job hallelujah did we read the end of the story did i get to 29 hallelujah let me do 27 i think he says and the straps administrators governors and the king's counselors gathered together and they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power the fire has no power the trial the tribulation and the fire has no power over you are y'all here amen it says and the hair on their head was not singed nor was their garments affected and the smell of fire was not on them amen no residue no smoke amen no persecution from the trial they walked out free and clear amen because there was nothing there hallelujah 28 then nebuchadnezzar spoke saying blessed be the god of shadrach meshach and abednego who sent this angel and delivered his servants who trusted him you see how the devil flip-flop see now who's compromising he's compromising now the king is compromising he said anybody that didn't bow to that golden graven image would be burned amen compromise will cause you to be burned amen but he's compromising now because now he's saying oh you you men of god you know i bow and i salute you who's uh god you know delivered them out of the fire and they don't even smell like smoke now he loved them loved them now it's it's all different now <laughs> and you see how changeable he is who's the compromiser see they took a stand and they didn't bow they took a stand and they didn't bow when you take a stand it ain't hard to stand it ain't hard as you think just apply the same pressure to the devil he applies to you when he started applying that pressure telling you it ain't gonna never happen and you wasting your time and you do it give him the word it is written it is written it is written do the same thing only do it with more bit vigor <laughs> do it with more whatever y'all know what to do and and act like you mean it and act like you know who you are amen and he'll run because this is what he does amen hallelujah i'm almost finished it says in 28 nebuchadnezzar spoke saying uh, i already said that he sent his angel now he sent his angel to deliver his servants who trusted in him and they have uh, frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies um, that they should not serve let's see, serve nor worship any god except their own god so he's making that a decree it is it is totally different from the first decree he said hey, everybody better buy if y'all don't buy y'all you know going down and now he's saying we're all going to worship this god because the God of, of, of Meshach, uh, whatever, Abednego, and y'all know, the bad person, I'm not saying it. He says, now we need to worship that God. Verse 29, therefore I make a decree that any person, nation, 
or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces. Ooh, he going to cut them into pieces. <laughs> and their house shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Even the heathen know God when he see it. Amen? Hallelujah. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Got promoted again. They probably the governors by now. Going to have his job in a little bit. Amen. And so God is always there with his people. Amen. So who was this man? Who was this fourth man in that fire? You know, King Nebuchadnezzar, when the, the three Hebrew boys didn't burn, they didn't even smell like smoke. They weren't, the hair weren't singed. There he said there was a fourth man that looked like who? Amen. The, the son of man, the son of God. Amen. And so even he, you got to think about this. Even him being an evil king, but he was successful, but he liked money and therefore, you know, even he knew that this was the, the, the God of all earth he knew that this was the god to serve amen. amen hallelujah he's the same god that's with you in the fiery trial so who was this fourth man i'm going to tell you who this fourth man is amen who was the fourth man in genesis he was the seed of the woman in exodus he was the passover lamb <laughs> in leviticus he was our high priest in Numbers, he was the, the pillar of smoke by day and a cloud of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he was the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he was the captain of all salvation. In Judges, he was the judge and the lawgiver. In Ruth, he was the king's man, our redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he was our trusted prophet. In First and Second Kings, he was the reigning king. In First uh, and Second Chronicles, he was our our reigning king. In Urza, he was um, our faithful scribe. Who was this man of God? Who was the fourth man? I'll tell you who he was. In Nehemiah, he was to build up the broken down walls. In Esther, he was our Mordecai. In Job, he was the day, stream, day spring on high. In Psalms, he was the Lord of our shepherd. In Proverbs, he was our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he was our wisdom. In the Songs of Solomon, he was the lover of the bridegroom. In, in uh, Isaiah, he was the prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he was our righteous branch. In Lamentations, he was the weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he was the wonder of the fourth, wait a minute, he was the wonder and the fourth-faced man. In Daniel, he was the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Hosea, he was the faithful husband. In Joel, he was a baptized with the Holy Spirit with fire. In Amos, he was our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he was our mighty one to save, he was the mighty one that saves. In Jonah, he was our great foreign missionary. In Micah, he was the messenger of beautiful feet. And of Nahum, he was the avenger of God's elect. Who was this third man? Who was the fourth man? <laughs> he was the third, fourth, and the fifth. In Habakkuk, he was God's evangelist with revival in our midst. 
In Zephaniah, he was our savior. In Haggai, he was the restorer of God and his heritage. Let's see, in Malachi, he was the son of righteousness, rising, um, the rising head, and the wings, rising in his wings. Let's see, and who was the fourth man? In Matthew, he was the Messiah. In Mark, he was the wonder worker. In Luke, he was the son of man. In John, he was the son of God. In Acts, he was the Holy Spirit. In Roman, he was our justifier. In First and Second Corinthians, he was our sanctifier. In Galatians, he was the redeemer uh, from cause, from the redeemer from the curse of the law. In Ephesians, he was Christ the un- with unsearchable riches. In Philippians, he was a God who supplies all of our needs. In Colossians, he was the fullness of the Godhead, fatherly. In First and Second Thessalonians, he was our soon-coming king. In First and Second Timothy, he was the mediator between God and man. In Titus, he was our faithful pastor. Who was this fourth man? Hallelujah. Do y'all know yet? In Philemon, Philemon, he was a friend that sticks closer than a brother. In Hebrews, he was the blood of the everlasting covenant. In James, he was the great physician. In First and Second Peter, he was a thief, the chief shepherd, uh, soon to appear. In First and Second John, he is our love. In Jude, he was the Lord coming with ten thousand of his saints. And in Revelations, he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's who the fourth man was. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you know him? Yes, we know him. Hallelujah. Woo. He is everything to us. Amen. There is no situation that you can get involved in that the fourth man won't intervene and come in and save you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. There is no reason to bow to the devil. Take a stand. When you take a stand, you stand. Amen. God is just using you for a purpose. It has really not much to do with you and me. But it's the fact that he wants the devil to see that he has people out here that's going to stand having done all. And when you've done all you know to do, you stand anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. And you don't quit. You don't stop. And you don't have to side with the devil because you're afraid of what's going to happen. You're afraid of the outcome. The outcome is going to be good if you're involved. Amen. The outcome is going to be good because God loves you. You know, whenever we mess up, even if it's we screw it up, I'm telling you, God will take that screw up and he'll work it together for our good. He always does and he always will. He loves us. He loves us when we're messed up. He loves us when we compromise. He loves us all the time, and he'll do anything, anything that he has to do to bring you out of the, the fiery trial, even if you got yourself in there, even if you got yourself in there. Hallelujah. He'll get you out. So we, we don't need to be so quick to run from him. And run and try and compromise because we're afraid of, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. This was the message for the day. Use it if you can use it. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. And we praise you, Lord. We thank you for your way. The Lord shine his face upon you. Amen.